We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Inside the 10 o'clock hour, shout out to you wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thanks for checking us out. Keith McPherson on the fan, talking Giants mostly as we get ready for the divisional round. We will get into some Jags-Chiefs conversation. We'll get into the Cowboys-Niners as well, the Bengals-Bills. I mean, if you love football, uh, this is a great weekend for football. Saturday games, Sunday games. And if you lost last week betting, maybe you quit. Maybe you gamble responsibly and try again. But, I mean, there's just so much uh, going on with the NFL this weekend. And if you're a football fan, it's the best time. It's the most Wonderful time again. Um, what else did I want to say? So we heard today that uh, Matt Canada is actually going to return. Now, if you're a Steelers fan out there listening, you've probably heard me talk about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is my guy. He played at my high school, and uh, I'm low-key rooting for the Steelers. And for Kenny, uh, I have a Steelers jersey because of Kenny. And I was kind of thinking about like his rookie year. Okay, he's with Matt Canada are they trying to bring Byron Leftwich in, or do they want another year with the same quarterback in OC? Well, it came out today that Byron Leftwich cannot get that job and that Matt Canada is going to return for the 2023 season. In other NFL news, I know you saw Brett Maher, America's team to laugh at. They played well. They blew out the Bucks, but they still gave you a couple laughs. Brett Maher had the yips. This guy missed four extra points. Well, the Cowboys signed Tristan Vizcaino to their practice squad. They're going to stick with Brett Maher, but just in case he misses the first one, they've got a, a backup. But, like, I don't know if you guys played football and you ever tried to kick an extra point. It is not that hard to do. I think he's going to be perfect this week, and I think the Cowboys are going to need him. And what I really hope is that he kicks like a 40, 50-yard field goal and sees that go through the uprights, and then the extra points won't be anything. I think the guy was just uh, in the twilight zone, man. He was in a Black Mirror or something. He was just not able to kick the ball through the uprights, and it got in his head, and he did it four times. It, it was miraculous to see. Um, anyway, we'll keep going through the NFL news, and uh, unfortunately, the Knicks lost again. I mean... We're trying to get to the point where we can start talking basketball, but like, luckily the Giants are still alive because the Knicks aren't there yet, man. Uh, they lose 116-105 to 105 to Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and the Wizards tonight, and that's in the Garden, and that game was out of reach right away. First quarter was 35-22. The Knicks fought back in the second quarter, but it, it didn't matter. 
I think once they lost Mitchell Robinson, uh, that was a, a big blow for them. Uh, Jalen Brunson is still playing like an all-star, should be an all-star. He had 32 points. R.J. Barrett had 21. Julius Randle had 14. Quentin Grimes had 14. And IQ had uh, 18 off the bench. But New York Knicks fans, I don't know. Call me up and tell me how you feel if you want. If you want to just turn the page on this one like you have to do so many nights, I understand. Let's get back to the phones, though. Plenty of calls. 877-337-6666. If you want to talk on the fan, call my show. Lou is out in Astoria. We've had Lou on a bunch of times. What's up, Lou? Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling up. Listen, I agree with you 100% with Donnie Jones. Uh, you got to give some players, or uh, you know, the, the, the offensive line got to protect them. You cannot continue to have this guy run every other play. And this guy, Brian Dable, which everybody already proclaimed, uh, even BT calls, calls him a genius. I mean, if it wasn't because of Daniel Jones' play, which you got to give, I guess you guys got to going to give him credit. But Daniel Jones right now is going to get hurt if they keep doing what they're doing right now. Okay, I don't understand. Listen, listen to what, to what I got to say. I'm listening. Why is it against the Colts when the game was over? You remember we brought, I brought you this up that you win the game is already over and you run the play on Daniel Jones that almost got killed for that touchdown trying to get into the end zone. You remember that play? I do, and that's also why I said Daniel Jones has to protect himself. He's got to add a stiff arm. He's got to add a juke. He's got to like me, attack the defender before they attack, attack him. Go ahead. Yeah, but it was it was not needed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if he didn't actually at the end, he just got away with it. He would have really been a head-on. But let me tell you something. A gun to your head, okay? If Daniel Jones, and I'm a Jets fan, I hate to say this, what's, play for the Jets this year. Would the Jets make the playoffs? Hell yeah. Gun to your head. You don't need a gun to your head. If Daniel Jones well, was know, on the Jets the- this year, the Jets would have definitely, they would have won at least 10 games. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, you know, and, and this guy, uh, uh, Brian, you remember the press conference after the game was over? They asked him a simple question. What do you think about Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones' play? You know what he said? He was okay. And you know what they say? Now he's doing that because the giant organization don't want him to say he was great because they don't want to pay the money. No, 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 no. Thanks for the call, Lou. Brian Dable said that because the job's not done. Daniel Jones is pretty much even keeled. You hear me talk about how he doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Well, he can't start smelling himself this week. He can't look at this game that he just played and start thinking, I'm the man now. He's not going to. But you know what would like make him feel that way? If the head coach of the team comes out, he played fantastic, man. You know what? We don't win that game without Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was throwing it for us. He was running. He was tough. He was getting folded up, and he's still coming back. Daniel, jo- This team runs through Daniel Jones. He didn't say that. He didn't say that because Daniel Jones cannot start feeling like he's arrived. Daniel Jones has to be the same guy with a chip on his shoulder that pushed through adversity, that pushed through different head coaches, different coordinators, taking L's, getting hurt, fumbling the ball, throwing interceptions. Brian Dable is a good a good coach, uh, and I don't I don't think it's too early to crown him as a good coach. The entire league is crowning him. The entire league watched that playoff game and they said, "Yep, that's the guy. Yep, that's the difference from Joe Judge to Brian Dable." Look what Joe Judge did with pretty much the same team. Brian Dable is the difference. 
And I don't mind him not singing his quarterback's praises for winning one playoff game when the goal is to win the Super Bowl. All of these guys were little kids that started playing football dreaming of winning the Super Bowl. And Daniel Jones is good enough to lead him there. No cap, not going to hold you all of that. And I don't mind, shout out to Lou, thanks for the call, Lou. I don't mind Daniel Jones running the ball. Look around the league. Yes, I do understand running the football. It opens you up to taking more hits. But Daniel Jones is 6'5", 225. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He's he's that's what I'm saying. He he has to add what Josh Allen has. Josh Allen will hurdle you, he'll stiff arm you, he will juke you, he will, you know, make you think he's going one way and step out of bounds. Like I was a running quarterback. If you just run like you're playing tag and you're not trying to get touched, these guys are gonna literally tag you. They're gonna hit you. You need to go one on one with every defender. And in that moment, right, like watch watch Saquon run. And I know Saquon and Daniel Jones are completely different guys, athletes. But like Saquon, Saquon has got a juke, got a spin, got a boop, boop, something for every defender. It, one guy is not usually bringing him down. Daniel Jones this season, when he breaks contain or when he's on a design run, it seems like he's just running straight up and down. But last week we saw him stiff arm Patrick Peterson. So clearly what we've been saying on the radio They've obviously been saying in the film room, hey, man, get ready for the hit. Know that you're going to get hit, and don't take the brunt of it. Step out of bounds, juke a guy, stiff arm him, whatever. And that is an important part of their offense this whole season, right? Daniel Jones, I think, was the fifth leading rushing quarterback in the league I saw on NFL Network today. But when you look at it, I, I think I put him like right under Justin Fields. It's, it's, it's Jalen Hurts. It's Justin Fields. Lamar Jackson, but like those guys miss games. Daniel Jones ran the ball effectively and didn't miss a game. He's tough. He had a bad ankle. He gets on a flight to London, goes and gets another victory. I don't know. I could sing this guy's praises all day. I've been doing more research on him and looking up his background. I I played late last night the Elite 11 clip. This kid was going to go to Princeton. Instead, he went to Duke and like, the Mannings were already familiar with him. He he went to the Manning Passing Academy. And every step of the way, Daniel Jones got better. He wasn't a big-time recruit coming out of high school. He wasn't that highly touted coming out of Duke because, you know what? At Duke, you're playing in the ACC against Clemson, Florida State. Schools where they have more talent. It's harder to survive at Duke, Right. But Daniel Jones was at Duke, and it's kind of similar to where he's at now with the Giants. He's at Duke throwing to receivers that are not better than the corners defending him. He's at Duke with a running back and an offensive line that's most likely getting dominated by Clemson, by Florida State in those games. But he's still going at them. He's still coming back, play after play, drive after drive. And that type of stuff prepares you for the NFL where – You know, he doesn't care if it's Richie James. He doesn't care if it's Isaiah Hodgins. He doesn't care if it's Darius Slayton. They better all catch the ball because Danny Dimes is putting the ball right on him. In Rockville Center, it's Zach on the fan. What's up, Zach? Yo, Keith, what's going on, man? Um, I haven't called you. This is my first time calling you. I just want to let you know I really, really enjoy the show. I like the element that you bring to it. It's it's a lot different. Um, Thank you. I I just want to talk about 
DJ, I'm a, I'm a huge Giant fan, and I'm a little worried about how um, he's already being anointed as, you know, a top-10 quarterback. Um, they're talking about, you know, he, like just on the radio, they're talking about him being the same breath. They talk about, you know, I heard somebody saying, talking about ages, you know, of quarterbacks, saying Pat Mahomes is 26, Daniel Jones is 25, so-and-so is 23. And it's just after this one game, you know, um, he's just – it's just scaring me. I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptical Giants fan. I've had my heart broken the last six years. And, you know? and it's and hard for you to erase game. what you've seen from him the last three years versus just this one year. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's what I'm saying. You've seen so you much know? bad, it's, it's almost too good to be true. Exactly, and you know, and and the 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 skills were always there. You know, my friend, I'm I'm def- I've been defending him um, the past four years because because the the skill set is there, but the coaching staff was 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 just overturning so much. Dayball came here because he saw Daniel Jones and he saw the skill set of Josh Allen, mm-hmm. and 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 they run the same type of offense. The power the power runs, you know. And I've seen the same plays from Buffalo. So maybe it's actually like I, I can't believe how much a coaching staff matters since they both took over, since Kafka took over. <laughs> I, I, can. I can't believe it. You know? I can. And what, what, do you think what, what I can't believe is that the, the Giants actually got it right. Like hit the nail right. on the head. They were ready to right. bring Joe Judge back. Remember that conversation about, oh, we don't uh, want to move God, on again. Pat Shermer, me? Ben McAdoo, let's give this guy another year. Hell no. Look back here, Ben McAdoo. No. <laughs> yeah, nah. Let me ask you a question, though, as a Cowboys fan. You, me, you and I are very conflicting uh, fandom. I'm a, a Nick Giant Yankee fan. And you like my um, show. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I love your show. Half the time, I'm, it's conflicting. But, you know, you, you know you're the man. But as a Cowboy fan, are you afraid of Daniel Jones the way I was when when uh, the Cowboys were thirteen and three with Zeke and when Dak first came up? You know, are you are you afraid of the Giants? In the future, I am. Yes, in the future, Good. in the future, I am. Good. Right, right now, right now on paper, the Cowboys are the better team, and the Cowboys Absolutely. have dominated the Giants for years. But the future yeah. is bright for the New York football giants under Joe Shane Dable. Like I'm scared that these guys are going to kill it in this next draft. Like they did in Buffalo. And then all of a sudden they've got talent and then they're going to get healthy. Right. right? We've already forgotten about like Wandale Robinson and uh, some other guys that they have. Oh yeah. I just think like right away they're going to make moves. And when they do get out of this cap hell that we already hear, you know, we hear so much about uh, from, from Gettleman to now when they do get out of it, down, yeah, they do cut Galladay, and and when we're a couple years down the line, like Jones is twenty five. By the time he's thirty, like they might have a actual squad where there's talent at every position, and they're well coached. If they can hold on to Wink, if they can hold on to Kafka, I don't know if they can hold on to those guys for five years. Like I am actually a little shook of what the Giants can be because the Cowboys. I mean, Dak is is a little older, but he's also shaky. And uh, the Cowboys have some situations that they're going to have to figure out. Like, they got to pay Tony Pollard. Paying Ezekiel Elliott was kind of dumb. They're going to have to pay C.D. Lamb. You had to, though, man. You had to. Yeah, because he went to Cabo and Jerry Jones. Zeke who? Like, they (laughs) they played that all wrong. They ended up giving him six years, $90 and he's cooked. They had Tony Pollard when they paid Zeke. But, yes, uh, Daniel Daniel Jones doesn't so much scare me the player. The New York Giants scare me uh, yeah, because whole. it's it's bound to turn, right? Like, 
the Cowboys have beaten them so many times in a row, it doesn't stay that way forever. It could be a stretch of like, yo, the Giants are actually legit, and then they beat the Cowboys, and they sweep the Cowboys every season for like three seasons in a row. Right. Well, listen, Keith, man, I appreciate your time. I just got put back on nights for a few weeks, so I will be calling you up. I listen to your show. You're the man. Uh, Cowboys suck. Okay, that's fine. Thanks, Zach. Bye. (laughs) I'm glad I'm helping you through your shift. You know, the Cowboys thing for me, I, I think I've talked about it a bunch, man. I chose the team before I really knew where they were located. And there's a lot of people like me that grew up in the 90s. And when you first start watching TV, when you first start watching football, America's team, you watched NFL films like I used to watch NFL films. Like I have a Troy Aikman picture that I drew when I was in fourth grade, I think, that got on NFL Films. My brother also drew one, even though he was a Giants fan. We both entered the contest, and it got on NFL Films Man of the Year, and Troy Aikman signed it. Like, I'm a little kid dealing with, like, my brother, who's a Giants fan. My brother used to call me Troy Fakeman. Like, it's a sibling rivalry where my there's a picture of me my mom just sent me in a Giants starter jacket that, like, my mom and my brother picked out a Burlington coat factory for me when I was like four years old. And then by the time I, I was five, I was like, no, I want to be a Dallas fan. I don't want to be what Sean is. Um, the Cowboys are winning Super Bowls. Like, I'm going to root for the team in the blue and white. I like their colors. I like their running back, Emmett Smith. Like, I'm going to go with them. And here I am. Did I know in uh, the early 90s that I'd be hosting um, nights on the fan where the Giants are in the divisional round and they're the best story in football from new GM, new head coach, quarterback that the fan base was ready to quit on, running back that everyone thought was washed, and uh, a defense that now um, is actually healthy and feared in the NFL? No, no, there's no way for you to know all of that. But there's zero reason for me to approach my shows and put my Cowboys fandom in front of the story that is the New York Giants. But if you ask me about it, I'll, I'll be honest and tell you how I feel. Keith McPherson on the fan. Talk to me, man. 877-337-6666. We'll be back after this quick timeout. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Taking it back to the intermediate school days. Used to be at Club Abyss, Deco Lounge, somewhere in the corner, grinding on somebody's daughter. Oh, that's a bar right there. Let me write that down. Keith McPherson on the fan. Uh, so where am I at with my notes and what I was talking about? Well, I was talking about the Giants' defense and how they're feared now. And that is led by Sexy Dexy. Now, I'm trying to cue up the uh, video from NFL Films where he is mic'd up. Um <laughs> We'll get that in a minute. Connor's going to work on that. I'm trying to send it, but the links are like, I don't know why the links go like this. Um, But the Giants defense is feared. Dexter Lawrence is a monster. Everybody has seen him, and and no one can really stop him. From the Quentin Nelson, just absolute like manhandling of one of the best offensive linemen in the league, to even last week, right? Like Kirk Cousins wasn't as effective. He didn't have time to get the ball downfield to Justin Jefferson because of that man in the middle. He's a monster. And we'll see what Jason Kelsey and the um, Eagles O-line has for him. But I don't think they have anything for him. And you know why he's also been more effective? Because he's got Leonard Williams next to him. And Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau. That front four, those guys being healthy, that is what you wanted. You you didn't have it all year long. And uh, you're going to need it against the Eagles run game, which isn't just Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. It's Jalen Hurts. You're going to need it against their passing game. Jalen Hurts is about six foot. I know they list him as like six two. Um, Six one, they list him. He's six foot. He's not a tall guy. And if they can get in his face, disrupt his passing lanes. I spoke about the fact that when you're on a bye week, you're coming off the couch cold. There's no way to simulate an NFL game. There's no way that they're hitting in practice. Also, I don't care how many reps he might have in practice. You just can't simulate game speed. Definitely not a playoff game. Um, Jalen Hurts, it's all on him. He's supposed to be an MVP. If the Eagles win that game, it's because he plays like an MVP. Now, Connor is able to get the uh, Dexter Lawrence clip up. I don't know. I know most Giants fans probably heard this because it came out last night. But um, it came out last night. I didn't see it today, and I wanted to play it on the show today. Let's let's roll Dexter Lawrence as he's in the game, mic'd up, going up against the offensive line of the Minnesota Vikings. Now Pilates be getting me right, Leonard. That Pilates be getting me right. Yeah. Yeah. Inflexible. Oh! Five, six. You gonna take me out? You gonna take me out? You give me more hugs than my girlfriend give me. Come on, man. I know it's hard. You signed up for this. Fourth and eight. Well, he's under pressure, got hit as he throws. Short of the first down is Hawkinson. He's wrapped up. The Giants advance. You're the greatest player ever. Appreciate it. I'm seeing you, bro. Love you. Love you. On to the next one. 
Yo, you have to watch the video. I know you watched the game, but go watch the video. He is a man. This guy is standing over the ball, right? The, the Vikings are in the huddle, and he's standing over the ball. Like, I'm waiting for you. He says to them, I, I know it's hard, but you signed up for this, right? You signed up to play NFL football. It is a fight. I have so much respect for offensive linemen, the guys in the trenches, the hogs, the big dogs, because they play a brand of football where it is physical on every play. It is mortal combat on every play. And they're going up against guys like Sexy Dexy. He's a lot to handle. Now, that leads me to my next point before we get back to the calls. Pay attention to the calls in this game. He said something about, 56, you're giving me more hugs than my girlfriend. They're, they have to hold him. They can't block him. So they have to hold him. They have to double team him. And uh, I, I just think Jason Kelsey at center is nowhere near the size of Dexter Lawrence. It's going to be a long day for him. So they're not going to leave him one-on-one too much. They're going to double team and probably hold him. But when you watch football, I always tell people you should watch inside out. Like start with the ball, watch the battle, like at the line of scrimmage, and then make your way out. Don't just follow the ball. Don't just follow the quarterback handing it off or dropping back. Watch who's dominating up front because that's where the game is won and lost. And the Giants have an impressive front. And it's going to be a long day for the Eagles. Let's get back to the phones. Let's talk to Adam on Staten Island. What's up, Adam? Nothing much. How you doing, big guy? Big fan. First time caller. Thanks for calling in. I'm good, man. Appreciate you calling my show. Yeah. Uh, well, first thing, my first point, since you brought up Jalen Hurts, I think the way to get him out of his head and off his game is to hit him when he's out of the pocket. Just keep putting hands on him all night long this Saturday. Have to. Have to. Blitz. And you know the blitz is coming. Blitz him. Heat him yeah. up. And see if he's ready for that blitz. See if he's ready to get the ball to Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. I, I, I can't wait for this game because it's a good matchup. No, neither could I. I'm, I'm a huge Giant fan, and uh, I'm hopefully op- optimistic about this game because it's just eerily similar to that 2017. Yeah. And when you the lost 48-22, to 22, you didn't have all your horses. And then the no. second time you saw them, where they played everybody, they couldn't even rest their guys. They thought they were going to come in and put up another 48 and and uh, kick back and, and put their backups in the game second half. No, Davis Webb and Kenny Galladay and the rest of those guys made that game tough. So what does that say? That says when your starters are in there, they can go toe-to-toe with them. And they didn't forget that. The Eagles didn't forget that. That was the last time uh, that the Giants played in Philly and um, – it's going to be a different game, and they don't know what exactly to expect. They can watch that Vikings film a hundred times. It's going to be different when you actually step out on the field. That's right. But uh, I've meant to call you. I want your opinion about the future of the Giants. Win or lose this weekend or the rest of the season. Do you think Danny Dimes, and we know he's a big guy, he's a good runner, do you think they'll focus on him being more of a prolific pocket passer in the offseason? No, I don't think you reduce him. I, I think you want him to be a dual-threat guy. I think they unlocked his running ability. They created Vanilla Vic, and they came in with that from what they did with Josh Allen. You, this is a league where you, you know, we're we're moving away from the Tom Brady statues. You know, Joe Flacco has to retire. He can't stand in a pocket anymore. There's only a few guys that can actually be pocket passers now because the defense is faster. The defense is, is just, like, that much better. You, It's it's hard. you got to have a great offensive line to be able to drop back and stay there. All of these quarterbacks have to be mobile. And if you're not a mobile quarterback, you, you at least have to be able to move the pocket and be elusive. I don't think that they go back to trying to make him a drop-back passer um, or just a shotgun 
uh, pocket passer. He's already shown that he can run. He's a good runner. He's a good athlete. And when he adds that element to his game of, okay, I'm attacking the defender. You're not just going to come up and lay a hit on me. I'm going to stiff arm you. I'm going to juke you. I'm going to put a shoulder into you. He's going to be even more dangerous. I get it, but I, I I like to see him throw the ball a little downfield a little bit more. Got to get the receivers. Think, yeah, when they when they yeah. get if they actually have you know four wide receivers that they can trust, three wide receivers that they can trust, then they'll they'll do that. But I think that Brian Dable came in very conservative with the with the game plan, and as the season went on, they evolved. And we don't know what they're going to look like next year. It depends on personnel. But as of right now, they need Daniel Jones to run the ball. It. It's an element of surprise. And I'll also say this. That was a game plan for Minnesota. I don't expect the same game plan for the Eagles. I don't think that they're going to be running him as much against the Eagles. You can run on the Eagles, but hand the ball to Saquon. Saquon's got to have 15 carries. I think he had nine carries last week. At least 15, maybe 20 if he's like really effective. I'd like to see that. Well, that leads to my next question. Uh, offseason, the draft free agency, what direction do you think they're going to go to? you think they have a – a free agent or a trade target player? or I think they're going to build in the draft. That's what they did in Buffalo. I think they can't wait for this offseason, right? They they came yeah. into this year saying, you know, we're, we're rebuilding, but we're going to try to be competitive. They were more than competitive. So now going into your first real offseason, you've been there, you've proven yourself, you go into this offseason, and you figure out who you need to get rid of and who you need to bring in. And I think that they're going to draft well, and they're going to see what free agents are out there that fit their culture and fit their system. And they're not the type to miss. They're, they're not set up to miss. They're going to bring in the right people to, to add to this team. I sure hope not. And lastly, the coaching staff, you think they're going to stay together? You think another team's going to poach a Kafka or a Wink for a head coaching job? Let's see what happens this week. But I, I just get the feeling that, you know, they're, they're not running away. Kafka's not running away. What he said today about, no, it's not a Chiefs thing. It's a Giants thing. That was like a prideful statement. Wink Martindale saying it's a great time to be a Giant and a Giants fan. That doesn't sound like a guy that's ready to go to, you know, Carolina and coach the Panthers. I, I, I said this a couple nights ago. You know, like Houston, Texas, uh, the Colts, uh, Carolina with the Panthers. Like, those aren't shiny destinations. You're in New York. Market one, the Mecca. You've brought the Giants back. Yes, obviously money is a big factor, but these guys get paid well. I think it's just going to come yeah. down to, like, you know, who wants to go and be a head coach. But I think Kafka, after his first year at OC, he wants to stay another year under Dayball and, uh, you know, keep developing Daniel Jones and get more talent around him. And then Wink is up there in age, but, like, Wink is the man, and he knows he's the man. I'm sure he wants to be a head coach, yeah. but not until it's the right situation. He's too old to go somewhere and fail. All right. I appreciate it. You have a good weekend. Hope for the best for the Giants. Thanks for the call, Adam. Enjoy the game Saturday. I mean, I'm just kicking to you what I know. I'm just kicking to you what I think. I'm a football guy. I played football 11, 12 years of my life. I don't think I know more than anyone. I don't think I know better than anyone. But I can only speak to what I know. And this is what I honestly think. I'm not being biased because I'm not a fan of the team. I'm not trying to butter up Giants fans. It just is what it is. I'm, I'm telling you what I see as I'm watching this team, as I'm looking at this team. I remember a couple weeks ago, I said, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau. I've never had a favorite Giants player, but I think it's Kayvon Thibodeau. I like the way that he plays. I like the way that he talks to the media. I like the way the kid carries himself, and he's a rookie. 
give him a couple years to actually be the guy. Like the, the the Giants have a lot of good going for them. And the greatest thing about it is it was so dark the last few years. It was dark last year. You know, you keep hearing people talk about Jake Fromm running back to back quarterback sneaks inside their own five. Those days are gonna be far in the past for Giants fans. And it's only right. This is New York. The Mara family and the Giants have pedigree, culture, and a history of winning and going to the playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl. And look where they are this year, listening to the fans who said, we need football people, not family. Instead of going with Joe Judge and going the safe route, they took a chance and they hit the nail on the head. Keith McPherson on the fan. BRB. hey Rocking and rolling on the fan, your boy K-Mac. KM. Got to send a shout-out right now to Shaheen Holloway and the Seton Hall Pirates over there in Jersey. They knocked off UConn tonight, 67-66 to at the Rock over there at the uh, Prudential Center. Good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, in a couple months, we'll be talking March Madness and uh, taking a harder look at the college basketball landscape. I know no one wants to talk about that, that tonight. It's okay, but... I got that in there, a little Seton Hall shout-out. I mean, no one wants to talk about Tommy Pham either. I don't know if that really moves the needle for Mets fans. Like, I don't know if that's a signing that you're just like, whatever. Like, I, I don't think that's really uh, something that anyone's calling to dispute or um, project or whatever. I'm working on something right now. I was listening to, I think, Sports Center or maybe NFL Network. I don't know. I have Fubo TV where you can – put on four different screens, picture-in-picture. Shout-out to the Fubo fam. I used to work over there. And so what I'll do during the day is have on, like, NFL Network, NBA TV, MLB Network, NHL Network, like, or I'll have, you know, ESPN, ESPN2. And I always forget where I see see and hear things. But, um, you know, we were talking about Boston Scott being a giant killer. The Giants are giant killers. I think I heard a stat, and now I'm looking it up, and I, and I, I haven't seen anything that – makes this not true. I heard a stat that the Giants have won six straight games against number one seeds dating back to 1990. And, like, just thinking about it, you know, when you think about, you know, knocking off the undefeated Patriots, um, you know, they've got a number one seed coming up this weekend. Like, we're just finding all of these things where it's like history can repeat itself. The writing is on the wall. This happened before. This is in the Giants' DNA. This is who they are. This is what they do, right? The whole our way mantra. You know, they've done it before. And um, who knows? Maybe they can do it again. But I do want to sprinkle in some reality here that, um, (laughs) you know, the Eagles are not a pushover. I just think that the Eagles, like they're, they're actually probably the most talented team in the dance. I mean, I guess you can throw the Niners there, but like I'd take Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. Eh, probably probably the Chiefs. I'm still sticking with the Chiefs as my Super Bowl winner. But, you know, going back and looking at, you know, some of the matchups, the biggest thing for the Giants is they have to tackle. You've got to tackle these guys. You can't let these guys get in the open field and break big runs and have big plays. Like Miles Sanders or A.J. Brown, or Devontae Smith. These guys are going to catch passes. These guys are going to get their carries. But they have to hit, bring their arms, wrap up, and tackle. I'm telling you, remember this when you're watching the game. It's about missed tackles and guys breaking tackles and taking it to the house. That can swing a game. Their defense has to come through 
lay the hammer, bring your arms, wrap up, and tackle. If not, that's how the Eagles get off. That's how the Eagles do their thing. Guys like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, even Jalen Hurts, you have to hit them, wrap them up, and bring them down. You can't just throw your shoulder into these guys. You can't expect these guys to go down there trying to take it to the house. A.J. Brown is a monster. A.J. Brown is a problem. But I think they're going to have an answer for him with Dory Jackson and Xavier McKinney, and we just saw what they did to Justin Jefferson. Can't let Devontae Smith beat you either. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good matchup. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. I'm going to take uh, two calls if I can before we get to the top of the hour and break and hit the update again. Let's go to Brian in Milwaukee, Oregon. Is that right, Connor? Yes, sir, believe it or not. <laughs> in any case, it's funny. You got me, and there's a couple of different topics that I wanted to cover. Okay. First off, on the nets, and I'll cut this short, but in any case, I've heard all this talk about trade coming up. We need size. We need size. Well, the problem is, you know, KD's out until the All-Star break. And the thing is, there's a price to be paid. Yep. Well, you think to yourself, what the heck is that price to be paid, Paula? I mean, when I'm I'm hearing all of these Nets fans talk about trading for a player, you have to give to get. And if you watch the Nets last night, who do they have to give that anybody really wants? Um, even like a young Cam Thomas, I don't really think his value is is that much out there in the market right now. And also exactly. the Nets don't have picks. Also, the, you know what I'm saying? The Nets have made a bunch of trades in the last few years that haven't worked yes, out. I know. And, you know, Jacques has done a miraculous job in terms of trying to get this whole thing to somehow work anyway. You know what but they got to anyway. do, though, Brian? Go. Try and get rid of some of these guys that they're paying so much money to, Right. Joe Harris. Joe Harris had a a triple zero. He had zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists last night. He's he's making seventy five million. Harris getting great, but anyway. Ben Simmons has a max contract. He he tried to be aggressive. He had a triple double last night. It didn't matter. They lost to the Spurs. I know they're not going to be able to get rid of Ben Simmons. Everybody knows what Ben Simmons is. Nobody wanted him. The Nets were the only ones that were forced to trade uh, with the Sixers for him because you know James Harden quit, and then Joe Harris is the Nets' own. He's their own guy. He's the last of the old regime Nets, and they paid him, so they're stuck right. with him. What they I need is for Katie to come back. That's it. Fart I am, but anyway. Um, also, uh, forgive me, on the Giants, and this is big, you know, I told everybody last week, the whole game is going to turn on what or what not happens in terms of Barkley. And he only had the 53 yards, I grant you that, but he had those two critical touchdowns. And the other nice thing is, I'm watching Jones, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, the running part of it, but again, at the same time, I have to explain, I'm a grad at San Jose State. We had a real good quarterback this year who got us a bowl game named Cordyra. And I remember that one game against UNLV, he had, I think it was three touchdown passes and two rushing down passes. And he plays a very similar game. That gives me some optimism going into Saturday. It's part of the NFL. It's part of the game now. These quarterbacks have to run. Uh, you know, it isn't the time where we see a Michael Vick running all over the place and it's like he's a unicorn. He's the only guy. Like, right. it's part of the game. It's part. Like, you know what it is? And I haven't said this on air. It's part of the game that you can't really scheme or plan for as a, a defense. The quarterback is an unaccounted for runner. Right? They think they have everybody exactly. covered. They have. They have a linebacker for the. 
for the running back, well, when Daniel Jones drops back and everything's covered and he becomes a runner, they have no one that is is free for him unless they you know, specifically put someone on to spy him, which they're not going to do because he can beat them with the pass. And that's the other trick because he has that other similar aspect where he can unload in a real quick nanosecond, you know. And I'm just hoping that is all dialed Saturday night. I think it will be. These guys are locked in. They're playing with the swagger, a confidence, a chip on their shoulder. Uh, thanks for the call, Brian. I told you guys, when I when I woke up, I, I think I was on the show Monday night after the Cowboys beat the Bucks. But when I woke up Monday, that song was stuck in my head. And I don't listen to Bankroll Fresh like that. RP Bankroll Fresh, He's he's been gone for a few years. But he's got some bangers and he's got a very distinct sound. But the song is called Take Over Your Trap by Bankroll Fresh, 2 Chains, and somebody else is on it. And that's the song that you hear Isaiah Hodgins rapping on his live with the whole team in the background. And the main words of the song are, walk in your trap, take over your trap. And what that means is, we're walking into your house. We're walking into the, your place of business. We're walking into your spot and we're taking it over and it's ours now. And I feel like they're carrying that with them, right? In the beginning of the season, it was play juicy. Brian Dable wants them to play juicy after their first win. It was all a dream. And that's how the season started with this rebuilding team dreaming of getting to the playoffs, dreaming of winning a Super Bowl. And now it's reality where they're not dreaming anymore. They're walking into your trap and taking over your trap. I'm like, I hate that I like the Giants like this, but they the Giants have never been lit like this. There's a different energy about them. You know what it is? Because there's such a mixed bag of guys in that locker room, whether it's um, Jalen Smith, who was uh, you know cast off by the, the Dallas Cowboys, who drafted him out of Notre Dame in the second round, and uh, he had the knee issue, but he never actually panned out for Dallas. He's playing with these guys. Uh, Landon Collins, who was a giant, um, was a commander, comes back for the Giants, and at first there was no real spot for him, but then there, you know, a spot became available for him. This is a guy who was a, a former captain, I believe. He's in there. Isaiah Hodgins, who was on a practice squad. Like, you know, these guys together are playing for each other. They like being the road team. They like being the underdog. And Giants fans have seen that turn into Super Bowl wins. So <laughs> we'll see where this one goes. In New Jersey, let's talk to Joe before we go to the break. What's up, Joe? Yeah, how are you? Good, good. Thanks uh, for calling. My, my back, my background is, is baseball. Where'd you but, play? Uh, I played. I played Miami Dade, Bucky Dent, Mickey Burris, Kirk Walk, P, P, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mike Piazza. Many yeah. guys played there. It was one of the best junior college in the country ever, and the Hall of Fame coach Demi Maneri. Nice. Are you from uh, down there? Are you from here? No, and went I'm, down from, there? I'm from Jersey. Okay. Cool. But anyways. But the, the, my point is, you know, they were they gave up on Daniel Jones, and you're yourself a, you're an athlete. How can you give up on? You can't teach a guy to be an athlete. He's an athlete or not an athlete. He's a super athlete. This guy, they, everybody was given was given up on this kid. You get the right people around you. You get the coaches around you. You'd be successful. You can't teach a guy to run fast. You can't teach a guy to throw the ball hard. You can't do a lot of things. This guy's got all the ability in the world. And everybody, even the experts, were they, they don't think he was the guy for the Giants. I swear, they all against this guy. I mean, no I mean, one thought guy, he was the guy. He didn't have a bunch of offers coming out of high school, and uh, even when he was in college, they weren't. They were not acting like he was. You know, Kyler Murray is half his height and went number one overall. 
Uh, the biggest yep. thing for Daniel Jones is his mind. He's smart, and he's mentally tough. Look at what the kid went through. He grew up in the last four years. It might as well have been a, another crash course uh, or another college, right? Four years of college. Look what he yep. look what he turned into at graduation. That's a, that's another point. Some people take longer to get there. Some people take longer to get to where they got to get to. I didn't take. I didn't get to where I had to get to until I was eighteen, nineteen years old because I didn't have any confidence in myself. But I had a great arm. But you know, if you get the right people running, they can bring it out in you. This kid, you know, you play football. I mean, you, you see this kid. The ability this kid has a lot of ability, has a lot of natural ability, and it's coming out now. And once he gets a few more pieces around him, he's going to be he's going to be a top five quarterback in the NFL. I think because he can run. Well, see, like you said, these quarterbacks and these guys dropping back are not going to be there much longer. You know, like uh, they they want guys that can athletic guys. They don't want guys that can drop back and throw the ball. Yeah, you can't have them because these DNs are running four, 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 five. Thanks for the call, Joe. What I'll add is that again, coaching matters. Maybe Daniel Jones wasn't vibing with Jason Garrett. Understandable. I'm a Cowboys fan. I can tell you all about that. And shout out to Jason Garrett and the Garrett family. They were great people. Like when I was in high school. You know, going to Monmouth Beach and working out uh, at Jason Garrett's dad's house. But, like, he wasn't the right coordinator for Daniel Jones. And go back to even, like, Pat Shermer and McAdoo or whatever. Coaching matters. And you saw what Brian Dable did in week one. He tightened him up. He yelled at him on the sideline and said, listen, you can't turn the ball over in the red zone. He got his guy right. And he got the most out of the kid. Stay tuned. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.